0: Mark chapter 6, verse 1. If you're ready, somebody say, yep. yeah. Says this, Jesus left there. Where's there? Well, this chapter doesn't tell us, but it tells us before. We'll go to that. And went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked? What's this wisdom that has been given him What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? They were mesmerized by Jesus. He was preaching with wisdom. He was healing the sick, raising the dead. They had never seen anything like this before. And here's what they said. Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son? The brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And aren't his sisters here with us? And they took Offense at him. Somebody say offense. This isn't my message, but I got like 15 messages in this one message. Whenever you encounter somebody who is more successful than you, who has more than you, who is doing more than you, you only have one of two options. You will either be inspired or you will be envious. They chose to be envious. We know him, he's from around the way. We know all his siblings. Hear me, you can either be envious and trust me, it's not worth the time nor the energy and it takes you nowhere or you can be inspired and begin to think if God can do it through them, surely he can do it through me as well. It is nothing but the hand of God, the favor of God and the wisdom of God that they're applying to their life. Let other people's success inspire you, not intimidate you. Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives in his own home. He could not do, watch this, any miracles there except to lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. Somebody say pause. Pause. Jesus said, I could not do what I wanted to do. I couldn't do, he said, watch what he said. He said, I can't do any miracles. I could only lay my hands on a few sick people and heal them. Watch this sick people got healed. In 2022, we would have called that revival. We'd have lost our mind. We would have put a tent out in the parking lot, have seven days of tent revival because somebody who was sick got healed. Jesus said, that's not even scratching the surface is what I'm capable of. That's a light day. That's not even impressive. Look at somebody next to you. Tell him get your faith up. Come on. Look at somebody. Look at somebody. Tell them, get your faith up. He said, I'm not impressed because someone got healed. He said, no, no, I wanted to do real miracles says, he was amazed at their lack of, how wild is that? He said, he looked at the faith they did not have, and it amazed him. Father God, we're grateful, we're thankful for this moment, this opportunity to be in your house, to be in your presence. God, you're here, and if you're here, that means miracles are in the room. God, we don't want to amaze you by our lack of faith, we want to amaze you by our faith. So God, we say do a miracle in this moment. God, if there's cancer in this room, God, will you heal it? God, if there's depression and anxiety at a location, God, can you bring peace that surpasses an whole understanding? God, in this moment, someone's not even listening to the message because they're overwhelmed with a problem that's waiting for them on Monday. God, as they plug into you, God, can you bring victory to that problem? God, do what only you can do, and we will be ever so careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in the matchless, mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Can somebody shout Amen. Amen. That was weak. Can somebody shout amen? Amen. That's so much better. We are embarking on a journey uh, today. We're starting a brand new series, but I truly believe that it's not just a new series that we're starting, but that we're stepping into a new season as a church. The the series and the season, we're, we're dubbing it Limitless. Somebody say Limitless. Come on, say limitless. Here's the whole thought or the mindset behind this season and behind this series, that it's time to take the limits off of God. I I would like to say I'm an avid golfer, but if I say that, it would sound like I'm good at golf. And avid golfer and good at golf are not synonymous. I love to play. Golf just does not love me. I actually go out there and I donate golf balls to nature. That's... uh, by the way, who buys houses on the side of a golf course? Don't you know there's golfers like me out there that have a mission from God to take out your back window? And if you can't catch me, you can't charge me. But anyway, out there I'll play golf and I'll be in this golf cart and a golf cart has something called a limiter. And that basically means that it can't go over a certain speed. And trust me, I've tried. Because when you are about 17 over par, you need to find something else to entertain you. So I'll floor that golf cart. I'll be going down a hill, and it's at like four miles per hour because there's something that's built into it to limit its capabilities. Come on now. Some of us have put a limiter on God. Where we've built into our faith God, I don't want you to move my life past this speed. This is what I can control. This is what I'm comfortable with. This is what I know. This is what I like. This is where I feel safe. And God, I don't want anything beyond this. Hear me. Jesus did not die on the cross, overcome hell, death, and the grave for you to live a predictable life. So this is called a pregnant pause it's for effect makes it dramatic seriously ask yourself this question how predictable is my life come on now do i know what next month is going to look like do i know what my career is going to look like for the next 5 years all the friends, come on, no new friends. I got no space, no time, no energy to entertain any new people. Everybody I'm gonna know, I already know. How boring. How no need to pray. How, ugh, I'm getting in trouble. Is that all right? You don't even need God. Come on now. And that is not the life that He's died for us to live. The Bible says no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, no mind can conceive what God has in store for you. He is a God that does exceeding and abundantly above all that you can ever ask, think, or imagine. My goal over these next four weeks and really over this next season of the church is to get you to step out of the boat and to begin to have the type of Peter faith that says if my God is a water-walking God, then I'm going to be a water walking follower if my God is a God that looks at storms and sees them silence then I'm gonna start speaking of storms and see them silence because he said in his word I am as he was here let me say limitless and it's been a journey I'm gonna be patient with you because God's been patient with me It's been a journey that God has taken me on to this place of believing him for more than I could ever ask, think, or imagine, or even expect. And and it's a journey, honestly, that's been happening longer than I've even been the senior pastor of the church. If you're new to Union or you're not quite sure of the story of Union, our church has one of the most unique stories you will ever hear. Back in 1994, Bishop James and Veral Rollins launched a church in the Glen Burnie area called Living Waters Church. Come on now, can you honor Bishop James and Verl Rollins at the BWI location? We love you. We're grateful for you. Three years later, my parents on the other side of town, two families not knowing each other at all in 1997, launched New Life Fellowship Church in the Baltimore area. And the two couples pastored their churches. God blessed them. Hundreds of people got saved and transformed and all that other good stuff. And then in 2011, I became the senior pastor of my father's church, which was not my plan. My plan, I knew I was going to be a pastor. I knew God had called me to. I just thought I was going to be a normal pastor, you know, old. And I just figured, God, I'm going to wait till I get old, you know, like 40. Then I'll actually. (laughs) I'm going to wait, you know later, but not in my 20s. Honestly, I had a degree from Maryland economics. My plan was to open restaurants, start businesses and make a lot of money and tithes and give to the kingdom. But <laughs> that's how you get God to make you rich. Hey God, you give me money. I give it back to you. I mean, 10%, but that was my plan. Ministry was not my plan. But if you know, you know, when God arrests your heart, he will make sure that you have an appetite for nothing else except the calling that he has for you. And the trustees of the church got together and they said, we feel like this is God. I became the senior pastor of the church. We changed the name to Destiny Harvest Church. Why do you say it like that, pastor? Well, about three years into the church, we did an Easter ad. We thought we were going to be kind of, you know, avant-garde. And we did an Easter ad on 92 Q. only with Baltimore people know that that's the hip-hop station in Baltimore and we made the mistake of letting them read the ad instead of us sending in a recording so they had some VJ reading hey you need to come to Destiny Harvest Church it's a life-giving community and 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 then halfway through the commercial went and it was like new music dropping and I was like never again the next year in 2012, Pastor Jimmy and Irene Rollins became the senior pastor of Living Waters Church. Come on now, give God glory for them. And they pastored I5 City Church, and God transformed thousands of lives through through church, through ministry, through track, through outreach. And somebody just say normal. It was just normal. There was two churches led. God's hand was on it. Thousands of people were being transformed and all that until April of last year, and it started a few months before that, but it was simply the providence of God. Pastor Jimmy and Irene and Pastor Zion and myself came together and said, hey, what would it look like if we weren't normal? What if it looked like if we didn't just play it safe? But I'll just say it this way. What if we could tempt God? into doing something supernatural. See, the Bible says in Psalm 133, 3, how blessed is it when brethren come together in unity for their God commands a blessing. There is an extra grace, an extra blessing where there's unity as opposed to where there's individuality. Just FYI, and everybody trying to be an individual today and this is who I am and I'm gonna make my mark and here's my brand. Well, God blesses community and unity. We prayed and we said, hey, what would it look like if we literally laid down our dreams, if we said, hey, this is what you gave us, God, but we're going to lay this down for what you have for us. And as they like to say, the rest is history. By the way, there is no such thing as miracles without sacrifice. As you begin to embark on this limitless journey and to see God do things in your life that you never thought possible, don't you dare think that you're going to be able to hold on to every dream that you've ever had since you were 21 and not crucify any of those dreams, but yet walk in the limitless, miraculous power of God. Sometimes we read the Bible and we say it was good for them, but it doesn't apply to us. When Abram had his son Isaac, his son of promise and miracle, that he prayed to God for his entire life, and God says, put him on the altar and kill him, and it's not until he went to do it and God said, stop, because you were willing to sacrifice your greatest dream, and I know that your dream is not an idol, what used to be a son will now be a nation. Every dream that you have on your heart, God will return it to you a hundredfold after he confirms that it's not an idol but it's something that you're willing to lay before him. And April 4th, 2021, we laid down Destiny Church, laid down i Five City Church. We became Union Church, and my goodness, has God not commanded a blessing as a result of that sacrifice? Now, at Flowers, at BWI, at Baltimore, just in case you didn't know what Sunday you came to, this was the Sunday where you're gonna be yelling and screaming literally all day long. Are y'all ready to yell and scream? Cool. in the last 12 months because of your giving your serving your sacrifice your hosting groups your parking cars and all that you've done we have seen 1,815 people make a decision to follow Christ that are no longer going to hell that have passed from darkness into light that is why We exist as a church. Let me just be ignorant because that's who I is. You're golf clapping because it wasn't your cousin. It wasn't your father who's been battling addiction. It wasn't your marriage that was on the verge of divorce, and now you're madly in love. But if that's a family member, if that's a friend, if that's a child, you realize, I've been praying for that moment. I've been crying for that moment. And God has done a miracle in my... Somebody shout, that's why we exist. It is why we exist as a church. What you may not realize is that there's a lot of reasons why people don't give their life to Jesus, and it's not just because they hate God or they're prideful. Some people can give their life to Jesus because they're also overcome by the fact that I don't know where my next meal is going to come from, that I can't even think about your Jesus. For some people, it's I can't even get over the trauma for yesterday, and I can't even hear your message about your Jesus. And Jesus said this, he said, it's our job to remove the stumbling blocks to keep, that keep people from Jesus, so they even have an opportunity to respond. So an anchor of our church has always been not just what we do in the room, but what happens outside the four walls of the church. We exist as a church, not just for the people that are here, but for the people that are not yet here. And because of your serving and giving, last year, over the last 12 months, not the money that came in, this is the money that was given away. We gave away 1,245,220. Yo, we gave away over a million dollars in 12 months. And that money went to buy over 119,000 pounds of food so that people in need right here in the DMV can have food to help keep people lights on, to pay medical bills. We planted churches all across the nation, planted churches in Israel, made it possible for lives to be transformed by the power of God. It would not be possible without you saying, God, here I am, use me. Just through the food, 3,619 families were impacted here in the DMV area. Y'all ready to scream? Now, all of that was a setup because all of those numbers are old numbers. I did it on purpose. None of those numbers include last Sunday, which was Easter Sunday. And this last Sunday was unequivocally the greatest move of God we have ever seen in the history 27 years of ministry. God did more last Sunday than we've ever seen. Look at somebody next to you. tell what he do. What he do? What he do? Come on. Y'all ready? not over the last 12 months, just last Sunday, 931 people gave their life to Jesus in last Sunday's service alone. Y'all, in one week... I'm a mathematician and I'm a little ignorant, so I'm really like 69 people couldn't get saved? We really couldn't hit that thousand number, really? I'm irritated over the 69 of y'all that got hard hearts and messed up my East. <laughs> Can you imagine close to a thousand people that did not know that God loved them and they now have experienced the love of Jesus Christ? I was was absolutely dumbfounded. We had over 6,000 people in church last Sunday at all of our locations and all of our services. And I'm like, and what's happened over the last really about four or five months is God has, he's, he's just been, he's been dealing with me. He's been agitating me. He's been irritating me. He's just been, he's just been kind of poking at me. And I, and, and, you know, I'm an equal opportunity offender, Shay, so if he messes with me, it's my obligation to mess with you. It's just, it's just how it works. But I'm, I'm not exaggerating this at all. When I became a pastor at 23 years old, my dream was, God, if we can see 1,000 people discipled in this church, by the time I am 65 years old, God, my mind would be blown. Like, that's your man of God full of faith. I got faith now, but back then, I couldn't see anything more. I couldn't see that God would do in one Sunday what I thought would take him to do in my entire ministry. This church was larger than 1,000 people being discipled about four years ago. And over the last five months, God just began to, just to deal with me. And he said, Stephen, now that your dream is in the rearview mirror, will you not let me be God? Will you now let me do what I always wanted to do, but you had no idea because your vision was limited? And that word limited, limited, limitless began to stir up in my heart where God said, Stephen, would you dare take the limits off? and allow me to do what I've always wanted to do. And that is above and beyond all that you can ever ask, think, or imagine. Here's what happened in Mark chapter six. Jesus went to a place where he was known. And because they knew him, they felt like they already knew what he was capable of. And because of their assumption. He was unable to do the miracles that he actually wanted to do. And I feel like God is saying, you think you know me, but you have no idea. I've got more miracles in my pinky finger than you've ever had in your entire prayer life. Will you allow me to be God in my image instead of God in the image that you've made me in? Somebody take, take the limits off somebody say, take the limits off. God is getting ready to push us in a place where it's honestly nothing. I've prayed for nothing. I've dreamed for nothing. I've imagined, but it's always been God's plan since 1994. He saw today back then, and he sees your tomorrow today. And hear me, your tomorrow looks better than you're praying about. You would not be so discouraged and depressed and so apathetic today if you just had a glimpse of the tomorrow that God had for you. He literally said, eyes have not seen, ears not have heard, nor can you even contrive in your mind what I'm getting ready to take you to. I believe we're getting ready to walk into a season as Union Church where God is able to do what he's always wanted to do because we've taken the limits off of our expectation. Somebody say, what's that got to do with me? To y'all, y'all, y'all too polite. Y'all church folk. Come on, Baltimore. Somebody say, what's that got to do with me? Hey, hey, hey. These are questions that you should ask. Not just polite. Oh, wow. Look what God is doing at my church. It's so great. <laughs> All right. Back to my Monday. Now, how does that affect me? How does that apply to me? Here's how it applies to you. There is no such thing as there being an anointing on a church and that anointing not being on the lives of the people of the church. The church was never just an organization. It was never just for a Somebody say, I am the church. God's people in unity are the church. And if God is getting ready to do above and beyond all that we could ever think or imagine in the church, he is getting ready to do that in your business and in your marriage and in your family and your finances and in your ministry. God is literally asking us, will you remove your expectations and hand me a blank check with your life and let me write in? Maybe some things that you wouldn't even dare pray for, but I've always had for you. Here, here's my prayer for you as a member, attendee, a visitor, watching online at Union Church. This is my prayer, my passion for you. First and foremost, that you would fall in love with Jesus. Do you know there's a lot of people who believe in God, but they don't love God? Because they've never fallen in love with Jesus, they don't know what the love of Jesus does to a person's life. The love of Jesus puts you in a place of peace that the events of life can't snatch you out of. The love of Jesus gives you a fulfillment and a joy in life that a boo, a bonus. I ran out of bees. And a baby, there we go. A boo, a bonus, or a baby. is <laughs> the interactive message. Can't take you to Do you know why your joy is up and down? Do you know why your peace is based on the inflation rate? I got a size corner right here. I feel like this is. What's what's that Nick Cannon show wilding out? Whoa! When, 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 you, when you love someone, you do creepy things. I, I, got, I got a nine-month-old baby, her name's Jade, and I love that girl. I mean, she is, first of all, y'all, she's saying dad-dad. Her first words, dad-dad. Her mom's ticked off, but it is what it is. But I'll, I'll sneak into her rope, and I'll watch her sleep. Y'all, that's creepy. You imagine waking up and somebody's watching you sleep? I'm grabbing the peace that surpasses all understanding. Not my nightstand. there. Is there? It's like no. Does my pastor carry? Not the question. Anyway, there's something about when you love somebody that just being in their presence brings you joy. I want to get you to a place with Jesus that. You're not just there to ask him for something. Not that there's anything wrong with asking him for something. That you're not just there with your list of problems that you need him to fix. But it's literally, as David said, as a deer pants for streams of living waters. So my soul longs just to be around you, Jesus. Just to sit in your presence and and, and just to hear you speak. My goal is that you love Jesus. Because it's only anchored out of that that you'll ever experience stability in your life. Everything else will keep you in a place of volatility, anxiety, and stress. But my goal is not just that you would love Jesus. Somebody say, there's more. The Bible says in Psalms, it says, forget not his benefits. My goal is that you would see the miraculous hand of God in every single area of your life, that there would not be an area of your life that you can point to that you can't say, God did that, God did that, God's hand is on that, God's hand is on that, God's hand is on that, hear me, God wants you in a place where you can't explain your money, your career, your kids, your marriage, your influence, your peace, other than saying, if it had not been for the Lord who is on my side, I know I would not be here. And people get all weirded out and mixed up about that in church. Does God really want me blessed? Well, how else will an unbeliever know that God's way is the best way? If they look at your life and you're just as broke, just as angry, just as confused, just as frustrated and depressed as they are, then why would I need your God? God said, no, 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 I want you to live a life that makes the world envious of, hey, here's what it looks like when you surrender, when you're not self-sufficient, when you don't have it all under control, but the hand of almighty God is on your... Calm down, Shea. We don't got that time. But somebody say there's more. Do you know anybody can raise great kids? I love my size corner. I bring them everywhere I go. No, 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 no. Anybody with wisdom can have more than enough money. Let me mess with you. It doesn't take God. And I preached this before. God's wisdom works without him. So if I budget, pay off my debt, work really hard, and have some type of strategy, I can get to a place where money is no longer my issue. Come on now. You, you can have a solid marriage without God, just using his principles. And what happens is all the goals that people have in their life, they reach them. And then you're left in a spot at 38, 45, 62, whenever it is, where you begin to ask this internal question, what's next? I wish I could impart a level of, of security on you. Say this with me. Let's see if this works. Say, all of, the all of the dreams on my heart, my heart will, come will come to pass. Now that you know what I'm gonna say, because so some of y'all are just rebellious, I ain't repeating nothing until I hear what you're gonna say. You have me saying some weird stuff. Now you know it's not weird. Repeat after me. Say, all of the dreams, all of, the dreams of my heart, of my heart will, come will come to pass. Now look to the person next to you and say, how are you gonna act? So many people live with this stress and this worry and this angst and this anxiety of, I don't know if I'll ever get to the kids, the marriage, the business, the peace, the vacation, the retirement. You will get there and you'll get there before you die. And if all you have in life are those goals, you're going to have a period in your life where you're sitting saying, what's next? Because, and you know what happens? Can I get real ignorant? Then you start trying to control your children's life because you got no more goals for your life. <laughs> but that's for the family series. That has nothing to do today. That, uh, that ain't today. That ain't today. That ain't today. That ain't today. <laughs> a lot of people can reach their goals. Not a lot of people can say that I was a part of something that trans. Sended earth and that lasted into eternity. Individually, we all can live great lives. Somebody say amen. amen. But together, we have the potential to literally shift a region. Like, Maryland's a great state. Some of y'all don't believe that, but it is. But what would it look like if not 6,000 people, but 60,000 people were walking in peace? we're full of joy, we're freed from their past, we're out of debt, fully generous, living the joy of the Lord, walking in the power of God. What would this region become if literally revival broke out around here? I'm telling you, that is what God wants to do through us and we have an opportunity to do together, to be a part of something that is so much bigger than we ever thought possible. Last week, you know, we did the kind of salvation walkthrough, A, I have God. B, I want to give my life to Christ today. C, I need more information. D, I never intend on ever giving my life to Jesus. Last week, six people indicated D in a service. Will you join me in praying for those six people? Because I'm believing that God is going to make himself real to each and every one of them. Well, last week, as I said, happens every year. One of the cars, somebody indicated B, this is the Sunday that I want to give my life to Jesus. But they wrote on the bottom of the card, they said, last year I indicated D. 12 months ago, I never intended to give my life to Jesus. And what they wrote next blew my mind. You see, I'm judgmental just like you. So, <laughs> I assumed anybody who indicated, I have no intention to give my life to Christ, is some atheist, some agnostic, some other religion, some God hater or whatever it may be, and I'm like, God soften you know what this person wrote? They said, it's not that I did not believe in God, but based on the horrible mistakes of my past, I did not think that I was worthy of God's forgiveness. And over the last few months at Union Church, I've learned that God's forgiveness is even greater than my forgiveness for myself and that I am worthy of the blood of Jesus. Somebody say, that's what it's all about. God is getting ready to take us into a season as a church where I'm done and we're done saying, God, this is controllable church. This is church that we like and we're comfortable. This is good enough. No, no, no. God, you are able to do whatever you want to do. Just don't do it without us. That said, I've got an announcement, y'all. A few months ago, God started bringing something to my attention that honestly wasn't my plan, wasn't even my desire or intention, but it was just so obviously God and in the category of above and beyond all that I can ever ask, think, or imagine. I kind of leaked it last week. People were like, Pastor, tell me, I'll tell you when you come to church. So here is the announcement. On January 29th, 2023, we are launching our fifth location. Now, I am so, y'all some trained church folks. That was the best courtesy clap and scream ever. Wow, pastor, thank you for telling us news that we already knew because we launched campuses. That is not a surprise. I appreciate the excitement though. The surprise is not that we're launching a location. The surprise is where the location is. Check this out. For the first time ever, Union Church is not one church in four locations. We're one church in two different states. Come on now. Pastor Brian and Karen Bullock are going to be the lead pastors. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Like, I want to play it like I don't have faith because I feel like I got faith, and I feel like I got more faith than a lot of people. And me, like reaching and stretching, was like God. Let's do Union Church Woodbridge. Ooh. <laughs> Y'all, you got to go on 495 to get to Woodbridge. That's that takes faith. And God said, No, 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 no. I got something literally above and beyond all that you can ask, think, or imagine. About 18 months ago, me and the Bullocks were talking. He's like, man, we just feel called by God to plant a church. And I'm like, man, I feel called by God to help y'all plant it. Come to Union Church for a year, learn kind of just church structure, business and all that, and then go out and we'll help you launch your own church. If I'll be honest with you, I mean, I'm going to hand you a check and <laughs> God bless y'all. And they moved their entire family up here from North Carolina, and about six months in, they started coming and say, Pastor, this isn't just a training ground, this is family. God has done something here. He's knitted our hearts to the people of this house in a way that we didn't expect. What would it look like for us to live out the call of God on our life, but to keep this as a family? And I said, no, I don't want to do that. That's not God's plan. And Brian was like, actually, I don't want to do that either. That's not God's plan. And but God just kept wrestling with us. And I said, okay, y'all go pray and fast and you get a word from God. And if y'all get a word from God, then I'll go pray and fast because I ain't fasting if y'all ain't fasting. So. I'm hungry. I got food to eat. <laughs> but we both literally got a word from God. God says, it is, he literally gave me a verse out of Matthew chapter 9 He said, the issue is not that there's not people who don't need Jesus everywhere. The issue is there's not enough laborers to reach them." He said, pray the Lord of the harvest to send the laborers. And through that confirmation, Union Church Charlotte is coming January 29th, twenty twenty. Hey, everybody grab out your phone. Pull out your phone, pull out your phone. Grab your phone, 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 phone, and write this down. If you're online or in one of the rooms, or write this down, Union CLT, Union CLT. Text Union CLT to 97000. If you live in the Charlotte area, maybe you're watching online. I literally talked to a couple right after the first service. They said, Pastor, we are moving in May to Atlanta. I was like, what are you telling me for? We were hoping it would be Atlanta. They said the two churches, the two cities we were picking between was Atlanta and Charlotte, and we picked Atlanta. I said, it's not my problem, you don't hear from God. But anyway. I actually did say that. But, Maybe you have family. Maybe you're planning on moving to Charlotte or you're trying to pick a city to move to. The Lord says, okay, Lord didn't say, Stephen says. Stephen said, Charlotte is the spot. If you have family in that area, send them the information. Hey, text this and Pastor Brian and Pastor Karen and the team will reach out, connect with them. And God is getting ready to bring revival in Charlotte. And here's the thing. That's the first domino to America. If God can do Charlotte, why can't he do Brooklyn? And why can't he do Houston? And why can't he do... Atlanta. God is literally doing through this church above and beyond all that we could ever ask, think, or imagine. As you know, last year, we talked about how the church is under contract for 100 acres of land in the Bowie area. We actually postponed our year-end offering just to get ready for that location and all the surveying and all. Y'all, I know more about dirt than a human being should ever know about dirt. There are many different types of dirt, but long story short, there's the right type of dirt to be able to do what we need to do. The survey's done, met with the trustees, getting ready to go to closing, and that is gonna begin our period of construction, constructing the headquarters for Union Church on that land in Bowie. That building and that facility is gonna have the capacity to fit over 3,000 people in one service. Come on, somebody say bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. The great thing is last Sunday we had over 6,000 people. The bad thing is a couple hundred of them were sitting in the lobbies at different locations because we couldn't fit them into the building. We can never be the church that is turning people away after they're desiring to find the hope that we have. We have to constantly make room for more people. When y'all see Union Kids in that building, it is the the state-of-the-art facility. There'll be a track for our track, program so they can finally have home field advantage and our athletes can continue to see lives transformed. They'll serve as the hub and the base for our outreach that's happening all over the DMV, and it will really be the headquarters for all the union churches, whether in the DMV, Charlotte, or wherever God continues to expand our territory. Here's what I know for a fact, that this building, y'all ever seen those little games where they like stack up all the dominoes in the first? This is the first domino that's gonna fall. Now, because of this panoramic and all this kind of drama, they're telling us 36 months before we walk into the door of that building. It's 12 months to get permits to build and 12 months to clear all the trees. And then once the trees are cleared, then they'll start. So it's gonna be a process. But by the time that building is complete and we move in, the lease on this Columbia building is going to be up, and we're going to need to find land and build a version of that building here in Howard County. And then by the time this building is finished being built, the lease on the BWI building is going to be up. It's going to be time to find land in Ann Arundel County and build a building there, and then Baltimore County, and then flowers. By then, it'll be Silver Spring and Gaithersburg. So... It's not like, it's like, man, this is one and done. This is the first domino that's literally gonna hit and create this chain reaction that God is gonna position us to shift a region for his glory. A few months ago, me and Pastor Jimmy actually went down and were able to sit down with the architect and plan out, I mean, the carpet swatches and the texture of the, do y'all wanna see what the building is gonna look like in Bowie? Can y'all play that one out really quickly? is Union Kids. Wait till y'all see what is down this hallway. All right, we got one flex in the building. Here it comes. Who would like to do their connect group? on the outdoor rooftop garden, come on now. can you give God glory Isaiah 54 2 says this enlarge the place of your tent and let them let me say stretch out the curtains of your dwellings do not spare lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes For you shall expand to the right and to the left. And watch this, your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. I believe the season that we're getting ready to go into as a church is not just going to impact our lives. It's not just going to impact our businesses. It's not just going to be more than we ever asked, thought, or imagined. But our children's children are going to be blessed as a result of what God. Here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping as the church expands that your life expands that you say, well, if the church can go to Charlotte, maybe I can open up my office of my business over there or maybe I can go after that promotion or maybe I can believe God for that healing or maybe I can see God do that. I'm praying that there's just a spirit of limitless faith that begins to expand around our church. Somebody say amen amen and amen. This season that we're getting ready to step into, it's gonna scare you, it's gonna stretch you, but we're gonna see God do things that we never thought possible. What we're gonna do over the next four weeks is spend time praying. And really asking God as an individual what each and of us can give towards this expansion, towards a Charlotte campus launching, towards this building being built. If you've been a part of the Union Church family for some time, you know we end every year with a year-end offering, except for 2021. We said, hey, we're going to put it on pause because there's some vision coming. Well, off pause, here's the vision. It is game time you've been a part of our church for some time, you know, I've always said this, I'll never tell you what to give, but I will unequivocally ask you that you would pray, hear from God, and that you would simply obey what he is getting ready to do in this church. The church's investments. Everybody take a deep breath. Inhale. Exhale. Y'all good? All right. $15 million. All right. Okay. Let's No, the church's investment to see this first domino fall is $15 million. And I'm not going to lie to you. When I heard that number, my first response was Fred Sanford's response. (laughs) This is the big one, let's bet. (laughs) I was literally, and you know what my second response was? This is going to sound ignorant. God, I didn't ask for any of this. And because I didn't ask for any of this, and you're the one that's doing it, you're going to do it. God, you are more, and I'm telling you, in seconds, a peace came on me, and I'm praying that a peace comes on you, that you would just know this is God's vision, and he will bring his vision to pass. All I needed to figure out is what part of the vision God has called me to do, and that's only my problem, and everything else, this one's a little ignorant, is God's problem, And he's never struggled taking care of his problem. Now, there's some people in our church that just have the means and capacity. Can you pull a checkbook out and write a check for 5 million, 10 million, maybe 15 million, the whole deal. And that's you, I'm um, I'm at the Columbia location. I'll be in the lobby right after. I could come to you too. It's not. (laughs) Some of y'all don't have a sense of humor. Anyway. No, seriously, there's some people that God's just given them capacity and they're just waiting for a place of vision and honestly let's give it to the church and give it to the government. So I'd much rather give it to the church. And here's the deal, I think we're gonna way out exceed the 15 million. And we'll probably hit that and have the down payment for the Columbia building to take place and the next, and the next, and the next. Now there's other people that are just like, Pastor, $15 million giving $2000 over the next 3 years is a stretch because of where i am financially right now but here's the thing union church is no longer a small church there are over 3500 tithing members of union church I'm not talking about the rest of y'all that don't tithe anyway but here's the thing if everybody sacrifices on the level that they're at, you are going to see God far exceed not just that number, but even this level of the vision, and it's going to be above and beyond even what we're thinking in this moment. Somebody say amen. amen. I, 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 I can't even express to you how genuinely I am excited about these next four weeks of the church, particularly around this offering, and here's why. When it comes to my relationship with God, I have seen God challenge me, and I've seen more miracles in my life in the area of finances than any other supernatural area in my life. And I'm excited for each and every person in this church to experience that same thing in your personal life. Because when you get scared because God told you something and you're not sure it's God, is it God, is it not God, and you step out on faith and you see him respond in a supernatural way, in a way that you care about, your faith will just explode. And the next time you come up on a challenge, you're going to be like, this doesn't even intimidate me because I've seen God do more through my life than I ever thought possible. Amen. Is this, this will be some of the greatest spiritual growth we've ever experienced as a church because there's nothing that when money starts getting talked about that people just start, okay, we're... And I'll, I'll end here. You can play. You know me, I'm gonna end, but I will end here. When, when it comes to money, when it comes to offering, I've been praying and kind of talking and working through, and I find that most people fall in one of five different categories. Not, not everybody, but most people fall in one of five categories, The first category is pastor. I love the church. I love the vision. I love you. I'm excited to give. I've just got to figure out what's the difference between convenience and faith. Like I can give this and not even think about it. And it's great. And watch this. If you can do it without thinking, then it doesn't require faith. And if it doesn't require faith, you're not going to see a response from heaven in your life. And over the next four weeks, your wrestle is going to be, where does convenience stop and faith begin? Wow. The second category is my business mind. And I love the business mind type of people. They're just like, everything is a math equation. I love success. I want to be a part of success. And I could do. you already know the number that you can give. And guess what? That's your number, not God's number. Because it's a math number. And God is getting ready over the next four weeks to take you to a place that's outside of math and that's inside relationship. And you're gonna find yourself, it's gonna be a wrestle, wrestle. You're gonna be irritated sometimes. You might be mad at me right now, but it's okay. When you get to the end of this finish line, you're gonna be closer to God than you ever thought possible. The third category is pastor. If you had brought this up last year, I'd have made it right. But you see the way tax season kind of hit this year and, man, a car just went out and there's a, a leak in the roof. And, man, I'm, I'm just not going to be able to do what I wish I can do. And hear me. That's perfectly okay. As you read the Bible, when they built the second temple, here's what the Bible said. The Bible said some were rejoicing at the same time that some were weeping. That's what the church is. The church is a place full of people where on your best day, it's somebody else's worst day, and it's your job to lift them up, and on your worst day, it's somebody else's best day, and it's your job to lean on them and help them have them carry you through this season. So hear me, no guilt, no shame, no condemnation. Maybe this is gonna be a season where you're able to get your finances to a place of stability where you're finally going to get to, I'm going to live on a budget. I'm going to pay off this debt. I'm going to save an emergency fund. I'm, I'm done with this job. I'm going to look for a promotion. I want to get to the place of abundance that God has for me. And that may be your limitless step in this season. Somebody say category number four. They're my favorite ones. They're like, pastor, I don't love the vision of Union Church. I don't even know if I like you. And the church just wants my money. I'm sitting this one out. I love people like that. Here's why. Because if God does not have your heart, then I don't want your money. Hear me. If offerings and all that offends you, come every Sunday and sit this out. No worries, no problems. Because here's what I know that if God doesn't have your heart, it will all be out of guilt and obligation and frustration. But when God does have your heart, it will impact you. He said, I want you to give willingly and joyfully and with anticipation. So feel no pressure, feel no condemnation. Keep coming every Sunday, sit on the sidelines, watch us win, and you can just let God. (laughs) Forgive me, I had to stick a little shade in there. Just a little bit, just a little bit. No, 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 it's okay, it's okay. When God, but here's the thing. If you claim God does have your heart, but you're like, I'm just not down with what union's doing. I don't know if I can follow, you know, this Chris Rock looking preacher or whatever it may be. Can I tell that joke anymore? I can't, cause anyway, I just did. <laughs> but if you claim that God has your heart, the next four weeks wrestle for you is gonna be who's the Lord of your life. Cause the Bible says we're bond servants of Christ. And as bond servants, we don't get to do what we feel like or what we agree with we only get to do what the Lord God tells us to do. And the wrestle for you might be, I don't like it and I don't agree with it, but God told me so I'm obeying. The last category is a group of people that have not yet confirmed God's love for them. And because of that, they're trying to earn God's love. And as soon as you see here offering, anxiety and worry comes on you. I man, I'm gonna give, I wanna give, I wanna give, I wanna make sure God knows I love him. I want to impress God with the size of my offering. And maybe I want to impress the pastor too. Now I'm telling you, that will take you out of faith into a place of presumption. And my goal is that you respond in faith and that you give out a sacrifice, but you don't give one penny that God did not tell you to give. Matter of fact, one year we had a young lady that she gave her rent money in that year's offering. And you know what we did? We gave it back. I said, I don't want to be offensive, but uh, that was not God, go pay your rent. And she's like, I heard from God, I heard from God. I'm like, no, you didn't. Because God would never tell you to put yourself in a place of jeopardy for something that is over and above. He has no issue providing for his kingdom. He wants to include us because he's trying to take us on a journey that's going to impact. So we're going to talk over the next few weeks that faith doesn't mean I throw my brain out and I lose all wisdom and all that. And I am telling you, you are going to be drawn closer to God over these next four weeks than you ever imagined. Over these next three week, three years, we're going to see miracles, not just for you, in your life, in your business, in your marriage, in, because you obeyed God. And it's going to be something that literally ricochets throughout history. Hey, can I pray for you? Father God, we're grateful. God, we're thankful. God, that you're, you're doing something big, but you're desiring to do it through us. God, as Union Church has taken the limits off, God, I pray that same anointing on people's lives. God, that couple that's been told that there's a medical limitation and they'll never have children. But God, you have the final word. God, that person that says their career has gone far enough, they're able to provide for their needs and they have no other desires. God, but you have the final word. God, whatever area of life it is that we've settled, God, over these next four weeks that you would start to agitate us, to stretch our faith, to start believing not for what we're willing to put up with, but what you died on the cross that we can walk in. Just where you are with your eyes closed and your head bowed, if you can pray this prayer with me, say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? Just give God a moment to make this time personal to you. I think for all of us, God is saying, I'm getting ready to stretch you. And if you allow me, your intimacy with me will go to a place that you never thought possible. For some of you, I believe that God is looking to stretch you out of a place of working for God and into a place of being in love with God. Do you know it's possible to believe in God but not belong to God? It's possible to be going through all the rituals, to read your Bible, to pray, to fast, to But you have no relationship with the God who died for you. And if that's you, this moment is for you. This is all for this moment. God's not interested in you fixing your life, doing better, or trying harder. He's interested in you coming home. If you say, Pastor, I can't tell you that I'm in love with Jesus. Or I used to be, but man, life happened. Today, I need a fresh start. If that's you right where you're sitting, pray this, pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for thinking about me when I wasn't thinking about you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sin, for my mistakes, so I can be made new. Today, I give you my life. I invite you into my heart. Be my Lord, be my Savior, and use me for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Come on, church. Can you celebrate for every single person?